Hello, everyone, to our listeners. Welcome to the Cultivation Podcast. In this series, we will be discussing some ideas around the differences and similarities between collectivism and individualism. So, our guests right here, Ty and Abby, let's give um, a little intro about yourselves first. Ty, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Um, my name is Ty. Right now, I'm live in Sacramento, but I grew up in Shanghai, China. I was there for like nine years, um, but now I go to UCLA. I'm a applied math major now, second year. Yay! Thank you for being on our podcast. Of course, um, love to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Fun things only. Um, my name is Lillian. I am a third year undergrad at UCLA. I'm Taiwanese American, and I just moved here two years ago. Um, I'm also the oldest among my family, which we kind of mentioned about earlier. And then Abby. I'm Abby. Um, I'm a so- no, I'm a junior. Um, you wish you were younger. I wish I was younger. Time goes by fast. Um, my mom is ch- from China, and my dad is from Taiwan. They met in America, and I have an older sister. I'm from Delaware. And I'm studying economics and psychology. Double major. Double major. Impressive. Yeah, double major. Right. And, yeah. Okay, so a little brief introduction about ourselves to our audience. So, um, we will be talking quite a bit about identities, intersectionality, and all these, like, really broad stuff. So, we kind of want to narrow it down to come to our definition first. So, to our guests... What, in your opinion, is individualism and collectivism, like, in your definition? It's kind of tough. <laughs> Literally just went on with, like, the toughest question out of this podcast. <laughs> we just finished our midterm, and I'm like, no. It's hard. Short answers only. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because I kind of think, like, a lot of us, we think individualism versus collectivism is, like, oh, Eastern and Western. Mm-hmm. But... You know, maybe there's more to it. Maybe there's not. And each and one of us can also hold, like, different levels of individualistic, individualism, and collectivism. So, yeah, I just want to see if you guys have any opinions on that. And then we can definitely come back to this, too, mm-hmm. after the whole podcast. Maybe we'll find our answers throughout this podcast. Um, I was interested in this topic the most out of all of them because there's just so many things about it individualism versus collectivism finding the balance within the asian community within you know the Amer- being in america being at ucla um and just like for me personally i've struggled a lot with finding the balance between being an individual versus being like a collective because both are good in their own ways um and i feel like just my upbringing being asian american has definitely made me hyper aware of it mm-hmm. um agreed so like with family academics social life mental illness mental awareness basically yeah i think you put it in a really great way literally i think i came up with this topic literally because of that too because our target is our asian american young adults right and as like in our 20s, which you're going to be next year, <laughs> you're still not in the 20s club yet, but um, like we're figuring ourselves out. And especially coming from like, you know, diverse backgrounds, like we're immigrants, like our parents are first generation, second generation, stuff like that. You know, like it is a balance, like mm-hmm. you said. And we definitely have our own unique experiences that made us realize that, oh, you know, there's a difference between our values and the mainstream western values that you know that's our environment so yeah so hopefully this podcast kind of like serves as a tool for anyone who is watching you know helps you kind of just feel the comfort like you know it's a common struggle that we all struggle with you're not alone and also maybe some of the topics that we're going to talk about can aid you to kind of be introspective too like you know think about this in another way or you know hopefully just yeah hopefully this just helps but yeah, Ty, do you want to talk any about Yeah, give me a sec. It's definitely hard being someone that lost your identity. You don't know who you are, and it's hard finding it. But I feel like as part of a collective, you definitely have an opportunity there. But it's also about finding the balance of who you are inside. That's where the individualistic aspect of your life comes in. Mm, agreed. Yeah. It's very good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and we're going to talk about that literally, like, right now, because we were talking about families earlier, right? Like, in that private conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, families is, like, a collective, yeah. like, unit. But it's a pretty universal answer. It is. <laughs> it is, like, yeah, families. <laughs> but in, the, in a lot of Asian households, like, especially in Chinese cultures, right, yeah. we value families and families' opinions a lot. And I know for me, because... I'm the oldest sister among my in the, my family. I have a younger brother that's five years younger than me, and you know, growing up, it's always like you have to be this role model. And I know from my other Filipino friends, they're also the oldest sister, and they literally had to take care of their siblings growing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're in charge of their schools. Like their moms don't know anything about school education because right. they just immigrated here, right? They're first gen. Like I don't really know if it's first gen, but. If they immigrated, it's first gen. Yeah, so yeah. So their parents just immigrated here. So th- so they're first gen. Yeah, they're first gen. They don't know nothing about education. The mm-hmm. older sister have to be the one that's kind of like, you know, common struggle to like translating for your parents. Yeah. You know, tax. Exactly. Like, we don't even know what the fuck FAFSA is. No. <laughs> but like, yeah, how do we do that, you know? Yeah. And I feel like just, just around families, I feel like it's a very big, big, big like thing. Because compared to our Western peers, you know, they turn 18. they just like, oh, I'm going out. I'm doing my stuff. Like, leave the house. I have that freedom. They have the freedom. For us, it's not that simple because it's like we have to consider what impact it will have on the collective. Mm -hmm. Like, if we just do whatever we want, are we going to be, you know, embarrassing our family values? Like, you know, the image, right? And then being the old eldest in, among your siblings, all that. And, yeah. And one big part, I feel like, for me is, like, education. Like, I moved here two years ago. Like, since I was a kid, I was brainwashed. Like, well, in a good way. Like, oh, come to America to study because I have families here. So, I don't know. What Did you guys have any familial expectations on you? when you guys applied to colleges how was that like in your experiences i do have one thing to say though about the family what you're talking yeah about. i'd say it's american culture is the epitome of indi- hyper individualism yeah and then you have asian culture which is so collective about the family but they don't foster the individual so it's hard to be a part of the collective when you're not even allowed to be, to be an individual mm-hmm. right that's so true and then also at least for Chinese people, I'd say they're super collective. Maybe it's the government. I don't know. Maybe it's like, but I would say that, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. But for academics, um, definitely pressure, like growing up. It's kind of like, and I feel like everyone does this. You don't know why, though. Mm-hmm. Like from the age of like, I remember I'd be like crying in elementary school because I got like an N or something because we didn't even have ABCD grades then. And I'd be like crying. So I was like, what is my <laughs> but like you don't even know why it's you know so you don't even know why it's just nice. like you have to be perfect and like I would do extra math work outside like in elementary school like the workbooks and like I would be ahead and it would be kind of like a flex when I could do long division in front of my like second grade class like on the board but like that is a result of like doing the workbooks and having you know your parents being like you're fucking st- you're stupid yeah it's okay um and so like being taught that at a young age you have to be perfect in your grades but you're also stupid but also i'm not gonna tell you why it just makes you kind of accept everything you know internalize it internalize it you take everything as it is no boundaries can't stand up for yourself Mm -hmm. um it's a big one and so for me personally i like knew my parents had that expectation but i grinded like my butt off in high school so i could leave and leave that environment and then go and then if i got into a good school and they could afford it why would they say no so that's kind of your escape within the system you're in. Exactly. I like, like, beat the system. You beat the system. You're like, you know, if I can't get away with this, like, I'm going to find my way around it. Yeah. I'm going to grind my ass off. I'm still going to be a good student. But. But. But, you know, this yeah. is going to be my escape. Yeah. So this is why she's in UCLA. This is why you get into UCLA, okay? Double major, too. Double major. Smart. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Well, you go first, because no. I feel like I'm talking about Yeah. Well, like, double major. I'm doing economics and psych. Maybe I'll talk about it more later, but I came in as econ. My dad suggested it, and also it's mathy, so it was acceptable. Yeah. Psych, I snuck in there last year, but that's what I do want to do. 
but econ or psych 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 but i snuck it in yeah yeah it's okay. the bomb on them it's like yeah we're talking about that later i know we talk about like how your family is not supportive of like the psych major right, stuff right. yeah mm-hmm. i got some stories too but yeah it's like what about you like how did you get into you so like how was that like in high school for you well all i knew about since high school actually since elementary school was study study the That's grades it. right yeah. it's about the grades mm-hmm. i never gotten to be in my life till i got here it's- <laughs> and it's true because the goal was always college um mm. it was never about community college too like my mom hated community college was a passion was a transfer from community college guys like i know i love too like no no but i respect it's, community it's, college it's now stigma, it's yeah. a big stigma mm-hmm. but i respect community college now still it's hard to do yeah. community college because mm-hmm. you got so much freedom in community college yeah you gotta be really self-disciplined mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. since you got in here you must have like gotten really high gpas yeah 4.0 guys oh, oh yeah little flex just a little flex uh-huh but yeah ucl was my top choice with berkeley but i feel like my parents definitely have a pressure to for me to go to berkeley mm. they wanted berkeley. those fuckers rejected me so so yeah mm-hmm. honestly berkeley's kind of slim yeah it's probably better for your mental and everything because mm. i heard a lot of that shit from berkeley well that's from another podcast if you ever want to talk about berkeley versus la but <laughs> So how was it like when like your parents always expected you to go to Berkeley? Did they just outwardly say it? Or I'm, my dad always said it. He was uh-huh. a professor there. Oh, he's almost at Berkeley. He was. Yeah, he was for like a couple years. Wait, what did he teach? Oh, he taught physics. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Oh my god! Imagine the pressure he has. No. Smart professor no. dad that teaches at physics. Berkeley. <laughs> physics at Berkeley. Wait, now crazy. he's at a point where he doesn't really care anymore. He's like, do whatever you want. That's good. Mm-hmm. I guess of. he's given me more freedom, but I did not have that until college. I feel like college is like freshman years. Yeah. It's like a big transition for you. It's really where I got to like do whatever I want. Exactly. I was a really sheltered kid growing up. I honestly, so, me too. Yeah, they didn't really make. So, they did not let me go to parties or anything no, like yeah. that. They didn't let you what? Go to parties. Parties. Oh, parties. Even, no. I didn't even have that many friends in high school until like senior year when mm-hmm. they really let me fly my wings out. Flapping your wings like little birds. Uh-huh. But also because, like, for me personally, I had, like, a tough transition because I moved around a lot when I was growing mm. up. So it's really hard to actually have a f- consistent friend when you move. Mm. Right? It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Around the states or, like, around the globe? Around the globe. Ooh. Yeah. Grew up in China. And then all my friends there are still in China. So mm-hmm. when I moved to the state, I didn't have anyone. And I, I came to the Bay Area first. Oh. And for, like, a couple years. And I did not have, I made friends there, but then I moved to Sacramento, which is like two hours away. So mm-hmm. I can't really see them usually. Mm-hmm. And Sacramento's probably, not the base. Yeah. It's, it's I have to say it. Part of North I, used Cal, to, I used to like, convince people or gaslight people that it that is, it the, is bay. the Bay. Yeah, because I want to be known as I yeah. was from the Bay, but yeah, no. It's a, it's a label. Too far. It's it's two a, hours from the Bay. It's mm-hmm. a shiny label. Everybody's like, oh, I'm from the Bay. Oh, me too. I'm from the Bay. Yeah. It's like, from where? And then you go with yeah. Oh, uh, it's like two, five, six hours drive away from the bay. <laughs> like six hours from. Yeah, I live in LA. It's from the bay. Yeah, it's from the bay, LA. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. California is the bay. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah no, we're literally next to the ocean. Uh-huh, we're next to the beaches. Yeah, Bay Area should be like specifically for Californians. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's funny because you talked about freedom. Mm. Yeah. And Perfect. same for me because. I didn't have that freedom until I was, like, 18 or in high school. Like, I didn't fucking go out with any of my friends. Like, oh, my God. This is a fun story. When I was in middle school, right, like, ninth grade or something, 10th grade, I don't know, Um, my parents would always say, my, like, literally gaslight me. Oh, you go out to movies with your friends. Like, it's dark. The theater is dark. You don't know what people would do there. You don't know if you get kidnapped. I don't even want to, like, talk about it. No, I don't no. want to think about what would happen. No, they, they actually they actually fucking traumatize me. They're like, oh, if you have a guy friend that's in the group, the people are going to be other friends. The friends of the friends are going to be other friends that you don't know. And it's going to be messy. Yeah. You don't know what happened. Like, you're going to get kidnapped. You're going to get raped, especially yeah. for girls. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have siblings? Or to have brothers. To have brothers. You don't have sisters no one child policy yeah it's true so far but yeah for girls i don't know if you resonate though like no yeah like they always try to say oh you got to protect your self-image because you want to leave like a reputation for mm-hmm. for people to yeah. oh, like, I can be married yeah. yeah and so growing up it was like that i never had the freedom mm-hmm. until i started my guitar like a guitar club so i have band practices mm-hmm. 
that's the only time when I actually stay out late. Mm. I learned how to take the bus. Yeah. And, you know. Well, you guys actually have good buses? Yeah. In Taiwan. Taiwan, yeah. Taiwan has great buses. No, great buses. Mm-hmm. Great like, public transit. Yeah. Asian countries, public transportation, like Japan. Oh. Yeah. I feel like I can lick the ground. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so good. But yeah, like. And we talk about tracking apps. Yeah. Well, you remind into... me of my older sister because mm-hmm. my my mom was especially like that too. Like, mm-hmm. she would follow me to school, from work, from dance. Like, she'd drive there just to follow me and my sister home. Oh my god! When she, my sister could drive, like she would follow us, and then I'd we'd be like, oh why? Like, are you following us, girl? You don't have work. You know, like, she didn't tell you guys. She actually stalked. No, you. she would tell us. Um, but so, like, when we'd wake up, when my sister could drive, my sister would drive me to school, but my mom would be right behind us. Just to make sure you guys actually go to school. Yeah, and then she'd drive back and then go to work. When we, I, if I was like working late, she'd go to like the workplace and then watch me drive home. And late, I mean like eight p.m. And then after dance, she'd drive to dance just to drive us back home. But not in the same car. But not in the same car. And her logic was like, oh, something happens. And I was like, girl, if you're scared, I'm going to crash. You should drive in front of us. You know what I mean? To be the pushing person. Yeah, <laughs> But, like, you remind me of my sister because my mom is always like, oh, my God, this is going to happen to you. This is going to happen to you. This is going to happen to you. But I'm not super anxious, but my sister is. That's me. Mm-hmm. Literally fucking struggle yeah. with anxiety disorder. Yeah. No, right. Like, my sister got all the anxiety. See, I feel like... she's older. older. She's older. Actually, that's the model. Like, mm-hmm. if you grew up in this environment, super hyper-anxious, yeah. like, all the bad stuff, it keep repeated right. telling you, like, the world is crazy. My dad always tell me, like... No, right. Right. Yeah. Like, always, dad always tell me, like, the shittiest oh, thing yeah. about society. Because oh, anyone... No, they're always, like, your friends. You can have friends. You can have strangers. But, like, you'll always have your family. Like... See, you know what I mean? Where the collectivists come in. Collectivists. Like, they use it kind of yeah. to guilt trip us. Don't trust anyone. Don't yeah. Trust anyone. Like, you are part of our community. You're part of this family. So you are you are just this. Yeah. You I like, can't be right. anything outside. No. But I, I lost, like, all my friends in high school because, like, oh, I wouldn't no. be allowed to hang out with them. And I, like, told my mom, like, before I was going to go to college, I was like, just so you know, girl, like, I don't have friends because of you. Because <laughs> you didn't let me do anything. And she was like, that was, like, the first time I really opened up to her about it. And mm-hmm. she was like, I don't know what you want me to say. You know? She's like, I don't take responsibility. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But, yeah, it definitely resonates. And it's like, see where it got us, right? Right. See where like, it got us. Like, we kind of talked about, like, you we're said. we're so sheltered. We're so sheltered. And yeah. you're like, oh, your freshman year, you did a lot of, like, all this stuff that you finally can do, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't mind telling us, like, how was that for you? Your freedom, like. Mm-hmm. Flapping the wings, like. Right, but I gotta point out something though. Yes. Can't blame it on our moms because they don't know as much as out we do. Right. They're just as blind as we are. Right. Yeah. So you can't blame it all on our parents. It's about the culture. Yeah. 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 It's about societies in general. It's like that Asian society. It's the culture. The the immigration idea, because the idea of coming to United States is the American dream. Mm -hmm. So glorified. Yeah. And in China or a lot of Asian countries, it's definitely true there. You come to America, you want to build a better life, not just for you, but also for, for your, your generation afterwards. I did ask my mom, though, if when she came to America, it was for the kids, and she said, I wasn't thinking about kids. Mm-hmm. She was so, no. Mm-hmm. Kids was just an afterthought. But I do agree. I don't blame my mom for anything anymore. I did have, like, a resentment period when I came to college, and I, like, ghosted her mm-hmm. for, like, two years almost, kind of. But I, I'm, like, over that now. You know, That's it's good. forgiveness. It's acceptance. It but I, I understand what Ty is saying, definitely. It's not parents. Specifically, yeah, it's right? like we're not trying to blame our parents for being so protective over us. Yeah, because it's out of love. Said, yeah, it is out of love and caring. But it's, like, you know, a different type of caring, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, like... They came here because that's all they know. It's like in survival mode. Some for some of them, for my grandma when she immigrated here, it was survival. like, yeah. yeah, like it's a survival mode. Like they had to fend for themselves. Like if we could have a better environment, why not? Yeah. They didn't think about mental health. They yeah. don't have that concept. No, don't even have t- don't even have time to think about it. Yeah. So it's like, what we're doing now in our generation, I feel like it's really good. Is like we're being aware of this. Like it's the product of the immigration system, if the the mentality, right? Mm-hmm. But we're trying to think about it in a different way like okay this is what happened to us like we're living in our parents shadow in a certain way how are we not going to pass this down yeah. right we don't want to pass this down to our, like intergenerational trauma no right like we like alcoholism or all that like anxiety like we talk about depression depression yeah all, all different types mm-hmm. of yeah all different uh, different types of mental disorders like our parents don't have that concept like my dad doesn't even know he's struggling with 
substances. Right. And my mom doesn't know she's controlling. Mm -hmm. So it's like, but we kind of take up that responsibility for them to like, hey, you know, we have other ways, you know, like you took us here, like you made it this far Mm -hmm. for the American dream, like you said, for for our future, if they really care. (laughs) But like, you know, hey, we're exposed to this Western culture right now. There's so much more to than what, what we know of. There's so much more to just being a family and collected is like sticking to our old values. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, you know, you gotta just stay updated, right? You don't yeah. wanna be a little bit more progressive mm-hmm. as the world continues. And I think that's just a very delicate balance too, is how in our generation, I feel like we are like the very critical point is because this is where this conversation is starting. Yeah. What can we do to kind of either not reverse it, but just like how can we do to kind of prevent it from worsening? Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't want the same modality to keep continue, no. right? Yeah. So I think this is what the podcast is for too. Is like having these conversations strikes up this kind of idea for other people to think about it, and hopefully, if other parents or other older generations are accepting, they kind of think about, oh, how can they take care of themselves better? How can they interact with their kids yeah. better? Exactly. Stuff like that. So, yeah, we have so so many good things to talk about. It was really nice. But, yeah, we're talking about freedom, right? So Got back on track. Yeah, yeah. really <laughs> quickly. I just want to, like, <laughs> hit that, you know, prompt right here. We talk about freedom, like your mom's stalking you. And I have something to add, too, is, like, I literally was tracked my whole life. <laughs> even now, still. Mm-hmm. My mom still has my... Yeah. yeah. And I was talking to Abby about it. Like, there was this really crazy app called Zenly. And kind of the equivalent to the American version of Life 360. But they know how fast you drive. My mom texted me while I was driving, like, why are you driving so fast? 70 out of 60 on the road, on, like, whatever. And I remember growing up, she also has my messaging apps in her Oh. Phone. She sees everything. Every single thing. So you, she'd, like, get your text. She'd get my text. Oh, she reads my text. Oh. I hated that. And I think I was... <laughs> I'm in therapy, so I talk about we talk about this in my therapy sessions recently, like how that has affected me because it feels like I was always being watched, right? Mm-hmm. Messaging apps, stock like that tracking is. apps, like because of that mentality of like I have to keep, you know, getting my story straight if mm-hmm. I'm like you know lying. Yeah, I have to make walk sure I don't show. Yeah, exactly. And walking on eggshells with my dad too because he has like temper problems, mm-hmm. and walking with my eggshells with my mom because she's always like on to me. Yeah. And that, like, that growing up, like, it just, you know, why wouldn't I have anxiety, bruh? <laughs> why wouldn't I be paranoid about everything? And why wouldn't I be so anxious all the time and being, you know, scared of people, people's perception? Yeah. Because I was always watched. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have to constantly watch over myself, too, to see how I'm behaving so I don't get caught. Mm-hmm. And it's that type of thing, you know, growing, like, literally my whole life, middle school, high school, up to this point, just recently has gotten better, like you said. Yeah. It's really that college point, like, also, like yeah. you said, too, it's just, like, it's so interesting how college became a free reign. Like, parents don't really care. It's like, I don't know. It's so interesting. Yeah. Like, everything started to, to turn turn around, like, change right. when we get into college. But that's yeah. that's how I grew up, too. Like, it, it, the, the individualistic side is me trying to express myself. Like, I'm interested in stuff that I, you know, like or even sexualities and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, it's not that accepting. And I don't know, like... I feel like the more suppressed our Asian parents are, mm-hmm. it the, the more like rebellious effect it's going to come out. Yeah. That's actually a psychology Definitely. term. I can't remember, but there's a yeah. term. Like, you're supposed to just like drugs, right? Right. I'm going to have a great case of that. Yes. Amazing case. Yeah. Case study. <laughs> it's like drugs too, like prevention over prohibition. Yeah. You If you keep limiting people... Right. They're not going to grow. Because you can't, like, change a person. Yeah. You can't, like, mold your kid into who they want to be. Yeah. Everyone, like, everyone is an individual. Like, we're all ourselves. Even our parents. Like, we're different from our parents. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, just, if there's a healthy amount of, like, freedom, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a healthy amount of space for your kids, like, to grow up expressing their individualism. Right. You know? I feel like that would actually be a healthy thing. Instead of always constantly suppressing them to adhere to all the values mm-hmm. that the parents grew up with right yeah. so i think that's what i i wanted to kind of address too about mm-hmm. freedom stuff uh, yeah. you mentioned that you you spent a lot of time in taiwan no yes how long exactly learned my whole life i grew up here i was born here and uh-huh. so like i don't know less than a year i don't know i preschool mm-hmm. i don't know what that translates to but i 
elementary first grade all the way up to community college okay. i was in taiwan does your yeah. parents still live with you or no they're in taiwan are they in taiwan yeah still? i only come here by myself i live with my relatives uh-huh. so on my mom's side my mom's family actually immigrated here for 30 years already mm. my but both of them are not american citizens mm-hmm. so they're they've always been based in taiwan yeah but i me and my brother like we kind of visit you were born here right yeah so i was born here yeah so i visit like often mm-hmm. and i think that's also around the time where like that type of values you know kind of blend in right yeah so i grew up with both like kind of both worlds because in the summers i would spend two months almost three months here in the summer camp mm. with all the local people yeah and then all this like you know different types of like interactions like you see things right kids yeah. you learn you see and then you like observe yeah observe so that's how i learned english yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly so yeah yeah um and then what you're talking about suppressing individuals and whatever east asians specifically in general have this stereotype of being pushovers submissive i I don't know if you heard that often but yeah um you haven't heard that no not for me at least i mean submissive huh mm, like if you argue with them will they fight back i feel like the easiest not in whatever. china in china well, okay, yeah, not in china they'll but fight you like in a, fists no stuff. that's china uh-huh. in a, but in america <laughs> though in america if you're gonna pick on someone they're gonna be asian that's just like usually how it is true and i think it's a result of like how we're parents like just don't don't talk back don't stay back. quiet stay quiet don't cause the fuck keep your head down keep your head down. exactly and then so then i know so many people who just like have no boundaries now including me because you can't stand up for yourself I but yeah my friends. Mm-hmm. I my friends. but talking keeping like going off of lillian's tracking story i've also been tracked my whole life my mom didn't know about life 360 but she just found my iphone thank god she doesn't thank god she doesn't and you just get sneaky like i put my location on my friend's ipad or something but one time i used to work at in and out mm-hmm. and my parents were going to visit me like and i knew that but they got here early like way early and i was working the whole time and i'm working the drive through in and out like you know with my little screen and then i feel a tap on my shoulder and i turn and it's my dad and keep in mind i'm from delaware so like i'm like what are you doing in westwood california at my in and out tapping me on my shoulder while i'm working the drive through and he was like oh like mom told me to find you here and then my coworker comes out and he's like, oh, like the manager said you could clock out early. Like your mom came in. She was kind of making a scene. And then I go talk to the managers in the office. They're all sitting in the office and like, yeah, clock out, Abby. Like, we don't really want to do with that. She came in asking where you were, showing us your location on her phone, freaking out. Um, And like in and out has changing room. So I went to change like out of the uniform and I was like tearing up. I was so mad because I felt like I had this job. I had this life here mm-hmm. and it's my own. Mm-hmm. And then she had to come to ruin and it. ruin it and infiltrate it. And now everyone thinks I have a crazy mom. I'd go back into work later and they'd be like, how's your mom, Abby? And it was just terrible. But when I saw my mom after, I didn't even act like I was mad because I knew it wouldn't change anything. Exactly. But I think that's just like one story of from the tracking apps. Oh, and she also here. called the cops on my sister. For what? When my sister was 20 in college, she was at lab and like the location glitched and said she was at a gas station across the street. Um, called the authorities, my mom. Yeah. That's okay. Wow. That is like a next level crazy shit. Yeah. Like that's some damn. And like, I rem- like, I mean, I don't know if you can see on the camera, but I have like a bunch of piercings and shit. <laughs> I don't know. And like tattoos. It's what happens when you like don't, you know, when you don't, and then so now I go to college and I'm like, okay, I can do anything. I, I can I do want. anything. I pierced my nose actually though during COVID. Everybody, by yourself? Yeah, by myself. But everyone's going crazy then. But my mom like cried about it. I had to like ease my way into letting her do it. But the tattoos also cried. Um, I grew up in church, like an Asian. Church. Oh my god, the Christian, uh, <laughs> Asian church. The religious Asians. Yeah, religious Asians, and like I have to go back every time. But always something to say. Always something to say. I have friends who grew up, like, also very suppressed. Like, literally the mom comments on the girl's body. Yeah. Like, your boobs, because she's yeah. she, right. big. No, sexual, right. They sexualized their daughter. Like, and then I, like, I mean, I'm wearing this right. I, before I came to college, only baggy shit. Only baggy clothes, never wore makeup. Don't look at me. Yeah. You know? 
because there'd be a comment about everything. It's like, I can't change my body. Like, what do you want me to do? I know. It's, it's you know? especially even more worse on your mental toll is like, you're still going through puberty. Right. You're figuring yourself out as a woman. destroyed. I know. Right. And then nothing. the parents like use the religion stuff to kind of like comment on you, mm-hmm. trap you, right. guilt trip you, all that. Like, yeah. Like we and and the all amongst all that, like you said, Ty, like we have to keep reminding ourselves our parents are our parents. Mm-hmm. Like we love them, they love right. us, but it's just expressed differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like imagine co- like growing up having to going through that all in your mind. Like mm-hmm. you're experiencing all this externally from your parents, but while thinking through like oh like you have to justify their actions for them. Right. Like you're aware for them. Yeah, we're aware for them. Like it's it's okay. Like they just don't know this. They're not yeah. aware. Like and then, like you said, you can't say anything to your mom. Like, what can you do? No. She's like, not going to change. Go crazy right. at her, too? No. no. Like, it just makes things worse. So, yeah. And then I think that's the thing. Like, it's just so perpetuating. And this is why, like, the Asian culture, like you said, it's not our parents' fault. It's the system. Mm-hmm. But then how do we even try to change right. the system when we're so little, right? The system's so big. Like, and, and this kind of ties into the next problem that we're kind of talking about is, like, even within the Asian cultures there's different types we're very diverse very diverse like if we want like if the system like there is a commonality among all different asian cultures or this big system right big collectivist culture Mm -hmm. but in koreans and japanese like in taiwanese chinese Mm -hmm. or in like southeast asians mostly east asian yeah very tough standard i know east asian too like east asian versus south asians like indians Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. or like southeast asians Mm -hmm. it's still different it's very different so it's like it's not our parents' fault. It's how we can educate people more to mm-hmm. kind of slowly expanding that different value in, among all these bigger cultures. And it's like, you know, it's <laughs> it's tough, guys. This is why we all have depression now. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, I think going back to what both of you said, too, is it's really important to, I don't know, like, I'm, I really appreciate you guys sharing the stories. I think it's really nice for, you know, us to all, like, kind of think about it talk about it bond over and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah it's very important for our viewers to mm-hmm. hear our stories yeah exactly hopefully someone do see it i feel like we had a really good flow i'm so proud of it <laughs> like um mind this guys whoever's watching this is our first time ever recording a podcast yeah i don't know how this is gonna turn out it's like a very diy kind of shit no yeah mm-hmm. we're super chill we're in the city room but and it's a friday it's, it's Veterans Day. Day. Veterans Day. Yeah. Ty has a concert later, yeah. so we're trying to we keep it. I have a concert next week. I have a concert next week. See? Yeah. Now we go to concerts, right? Yeah. My mom used to give me shit, too, about going to concerts. Like, oh, it's dark. It's late. Like, it's dangerous. I know. I didn't go. But I just don't tell my mom about that kind of stuff. See? And I've got to explain it to them. I think that's the thing, too. Like, between, like, I don't There's know if you guys. between daughters. And I know. Sons, like, so. when we look back at it. So, like, we're just talking all about this. Like, oh, my God. We're so, you know, like, um, worked up because of all these experiences we yeah. have. But, like, Ty is just chilling. Like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't experience that. I'm pretty chill. It's, like, anger. A lot of anger. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of anger issues, too. But one more thing about the Asian, like, the different types of Asians. Asian people... There's just, I feel like there's a lack of alliance. I've I noticed I lack agree. of alliance, lack of pride. I've noticed Hispanic people, they be flaunting their flags. They're so they're, united. They're so united, except maybe like a few countries have their beef. But yeah. East Asians, specifically, and South Asians and Southeast, we can't like see eye to eye on anything. I got something to say about that. Yeah, go ahead. You know, in China, they got this thing called the Gaokao. Yes, mm-hmm. we it's, have that too. Yeah, or like a lot of. It's just Asian yeah. countries. Asian education system, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're very specialized about individualistic. It's mm-hmm. about how well you do. It's not about well how your peers are doing. Mm-hmm. So they only select like 10% of people go to college. Mm-hmm. And the rest are sort of just... Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Unemployment. That's why That's China's crazy. unemployment is so high these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Because that's... um. See, it's so interesting. There is individualism within our yes. Asian culture. But it's like it's a weird balance. It's like yeah. they hyper focus on your individual achievements and productivity mm-hmm. and they neglect how you are as a person. Right. Which is what important. Like individualism is comes out from your personal expression. Yeah. It's not just coming out from your productivity and how you well you do. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing they focus on. Yeah. I, I experienced that. Like that's yeah. how I did. Like, I went to a private middle school. I had to take a test to get in. I went to a private too, yeah, well, elementary school. Yeah, and you know what they did, bruh? They fucking rank you. So there's oh, like everybody can see, right? No, one to seven class. So like um seven oh one, seven oh two, all the way to seven oh seven, like seventh grade. 
if you're in the first class 701, which I was, mm-hmm. but I was like in the bottom rank of the mm-hmm. class, they're like the smartest people basically. Right. They scored the highest. Mm-hmm. But back in 707, you know, right. like they're the lowest rank. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the fuck? Segregation within an education no, system? It's like within the education. And imagine growing up like that too. I know I suffer too because I had I worked so hard to try to pull up my grade, but I couldn't. Mm. They fucking ask you to stand up. Mm. Like, oh, the people who got more than 90% stand up want to calculate how many people. Yeah. More than 80% stand up and then how many people. And then you see how how lame you are. Yeah. Everybody's like above like 70 up. Right. I fucking failed the test. And it was the Chinese test. <laughs> the language test. Mm-hmm. Linguistics. Mm-hmm. I, um, I was a terrible language. Yeah. Like, like language test. And I fucking like stand up. It was only me or like one other person. Mm-hmm. Like I have to constantly Shame. go through that. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly and it and internalizes yeah. that internalizes me mm-hmm. and i fucking struggled with adhd and i didn't know mm. imagine how that helped like how that shaped my fucking right. toxic perfectionism exactly and so you think something's just wrong with you like yeah it's always me like i'm not trying enough yeah i'm not doing well enough i'm not trying hard enough i don't know if that happened to you when you went through like gaokao if you did i never went to gaokao but when i was at elementary school I remember the one time where after a test they would post all our test scores. Yeah. On the board. Oh yeah. yeah. And then, instead of letting like the teachers judge you, everyone they let your peers. peers and the parents. Judge you. My mom would tell me that the parents would like look well, at the, the parents. Obviously, too. the parents when they pick up they see the scores. Yeah, and they're like, and they, "Where's my kid at?" They gossip too. Yeah. We love. Oh, yeah. oh my god, ah! Asians and their gossip. Uh-huh. I love Especially it. Especially when we drink beer and then we I gossip. I love it, but I hate it. Yeah. Oh my god, I laugh. <laughs> it's like they yeah. they're so depressed they got nothing to do, they just talk shit about each other. No, right. Mm-hmm. And like I and love that's entertainment too. It's entertainment. Mm-hmm. But everyone loves gossip, but it's like another level for Asian people. No, oh, yeah, it's so toxic. And Asian like I I love being Asian. I'm so proud of being we Asian. Are, I think. Yeah, yeah I think we all are, but learned. it took me a long way to get here because mm-hmm. where I grew up, no Asians. Yeah, I think no Asians, and then always verbal stuff was said to me. You just get looks. You expected to be so already from the start. I felt out of place, and then also within the Asian community, I also felt out of place because I didn't feel like I was Asian enough, or I'm not into these things that everyone else is into. I look different. I dress differently. I talk differently, and so I feel like the individualism versus collectivism, it like pushed me, like the the collectivism of the Asian community pushed me to be an individual because I was like, well, I'm not accepted here. Let me just... I had goosebumps earlier. That's such a good term. Like, that's so beautiful. Let me just do my own thing. And then so I did have a resentment towards Asians for a while. Like my own people, my own blood, my family, because you know, you heard that saying, it's like, oh, like, um, like a child who doesn't feel warm from their village burns it down to feel like warm. Oh, I had another right. goosebumps. <laughs> But, it's like a quote. Right? Yeah. A little quote Beautiful in there. Quote. Love the day. Yeah, the quote in there. But, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be right here. But now I love being Asian. We, we're just, this is, what, this is what we're doing now. We're just yeah. trying to We're in a yeah, mental issues. club that's right. literally for Asians, a little cult, cultivate Asian. We're not a cult. No, it's, it's, it's not a cult of Asian. Yeah. It's cultivate Asian. So, right? I think it's like cultivation. Cultivation. You know, nice name. something. We're officers yeah, about that. Clarify that. Is it cult of Asian? Or cultivate Asian? Cultivate Asian. Wrong, like cultivation. That's our group chat name. Cultivation. Cult of Asians. Yes. But yeah, Yeah. damn, I I can't imagine how that felt growing up. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good segue into like psychological damage. (laughs) Yeah, but because of that. Transition, man. Because of like. Uh, Let me have a drink. (laughs) I was saying like this would be so good with like wine or like beer. Just like. Mm -hmm. But. Got tuning in next week. Right, next oh, week. So it's in here. Yeah. Maybe it's, exactly. it's, mm, mm. it's vodka. I smell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I smell it. But the combination of the environment not accepting you, and then your own community not accepting you, and then your parents actually physically being unable to say a good thing about you growing up. Yeah. Physically so, unable real, to say like, other things. Real quick, like, have you guys grew up, like, actually verbally saying I love you or hugs or, like, verbal no. expressions of, like, support? I don't know. My dad never said I love you, never hugged him. We shook hands when I left for college. That was that was intimate for us. <laughs> I'm so sorry to laugh. I don't no, know why that's so funny. It's comfortable, though. And, like, whenever I, we visit... He just like pats me on the back, but if he were to say "I love you," one day I'd be like, "Not too much, though." 
Have you? I, I mean, maybe for you it's different. Cause, yeah. You know, it's like a man-to-man talk. Like, I don't know. Not with my dad, with my mom. Like, I'm verbally, with no. My, no. That's my dad. It's different. Yeah. Like, my dad really didn't give a fuck where that go. Yeah. But yeah. what about your mom? Did you grow up, like, have having, you know, actually feeling like, oh, love and support, and she verbally expresses or physically expresses? She physically expresses. Oh, she hugs me. you? Oh. <laughs> oh, by hitting you? <laughs> You got us there. Yeah. I, like, oh, I mean, that is... No, it's really good support nowadays. Yeah. It's better. Cause she just With the hugs, shoes. No, the she shoes, just hugs me. The no. belt. She hugs you. Nowadays, yeah. My mom hugs me I feel me like now. America has really changed her. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. While we're here going under, undergoing like all these change and internal struggles, our parents are also doing that too. Right? Yes. So you guys kind of right. see it now. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I see it now. That's why I freak forgave. Because imagine how lonely... I mean, for my parents... My mom's the only one from our whole family in America. Like, our whole entire family in America. Yeah, same. Yeah. My mom, too. And my, same. She's here alone. Yeah, no, that, that's I what I'm saying. Day, so she's like, alone. She up shit? Like, yeah. she's alone. It's tough for her, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she, like, drowns herself in work. I mean, she has her coping mechanisms, but, like, as yeah. you get older... Because, like, when you're growing up, I'm like, oh, that's mom. And she's, like, this entity and she's scary and she the makes me cry mommy. and she well, like maybe we're just looking for answers yeah but that. now i look at her and i'm like oh she's just like um like a she's a lady honestly i think our parents should hear this yeah um i don't know i mean some of the stuff they won't agree but honestly if you look at it like in general we're also appreciative of our family we're also like yeah you know we feel for our parents right of course like, right of like course. they i know they have their own struggles that's why they cope in a yeah. certain way, right? Cope with alcohol, yeah. cope with, like, workaholic, right. you know? I'm starting to talk to my parents more about this. We did drink together oh, <laughs> over the summer. <laughs> they didn't know I drank oh, no, no. until... You drink with your parents? No. <laughs> they didn't know I drank until last year because I got a concussion. And oh. I fell off my bed because I was so drunk. I was blacked out drunk. Oh, fell yeah. off my bunk bed, got a concussion. And that's how they found out I drank. Um, They don't know the extent to which I... I don't drink that much anymore, but it was an issue before. But, so over the summer, we'd, like, drink together. And they would get tequila, because they know I like tequila. So, like, they're cute. So we'd drink, we'd air stuff out, not to this extent, but my mom would just forget about it the next day. But it's nice, it's nice to just talk about it. But through alcohol. Like, they can't just... Only only through alcohol. Yeah, they can't just open up. No exceptions. It's not easy. No exceptions. And, like, I'm like that, too. (laughs) I think that's, like, a healthy amount of drinking, like, you know, some sip, like, you know, so, like, drinking, like... It's fine. Yeah. A moderate amount. Right. Like, you never want to cope with it, rely no. on it to a point where you're, like, like you said, like, when it was an issue for you, right. like, blackout drink. And it's still, like, I can't really drink moderately. So, that's... Also, God seems... made us... Have, like, <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. You know, God made us have really low limits, most of us. Yeah. Yeah, Asians. Like, uh-huh. But I'm at a high limit. That's why. It's, I wish yeah. I had a low limit. I wish I had a low limit, guys. You're gonna learn about in clinical psych class where we talk about substance abuse. Oh, uh-huh. I I know I I want to take those classes. It's um like tolerance. Yeah. You're building up tolerance because of your glutamate and GABA. And mm-hmm. stuff. The glutamate, yeah. GABA. So anyway, it's goes back tech, to that. technical stuff, but yeah. fun yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Oh wait, we were talking about the psychological. Oh yeah. The result. Of okay, that. run it back. Run it back. <laughs> okay, so very quick because I kind of went off. Um, not being accepted in my environment, family, culture, community, my sense of self is so muddled still. I started going to therapy, um, right, this year I started going to therapy, so I've had literally three sessions, and I'm not gonna say, like, what she told me I kind of, what's the word for it, qualified for, Mm -hmm. you know, like, as a diagnosis, I'm not gonna say what it is, but I always had a suspicion that it was there, but... This, like, specific disorder results from neglect from parents. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's a common, like, denominator with people who have this disorder. Um, And, like, symptoms are, like, instability, unstable sense of image, low self-esteem. I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. Impulsivity. And I'm, like, very calmed down, but, like, we were all sheltered growing up. I did go crazy. Like, when I first came to college. Like, I'm a junior now. Sophomore year. I mean, freshman year. Part of sophomore year, I did go crazy. And... That's you right now. You still have, like, one more year left to be crazy. Ty's chilling. (laughs) chilling. Ty is chilling. Ty is chilling. And then, so, there's also getting kind of diagnosed with something. Dealing with the stigma of the diagnosis. Stigma, yeah. Dealing with the weakness of... Feeling, like, the weakness of going to therapy. Yes. Um... 
which is and then I think that's a good example because it's a direct result mm-hmm. of like culture. I remember the stats where it's like not a lot of Asians actually go to therapy. Willingly. No. Yeah. You know, it's like less than five. Yeah, it's like we're the least. Yeah. Out of all the race we're group. The or the co-host game that we played. Yeah. That's such a depressing game. Yeah. Just uh-huh. Lowest number. Yeah. And it always, always works. It always works. Yeah. But yeah, and I think... um I'm so scared, I think. It's scared of therapy. No one ever told us about therapy. No, like you're you just seen us weak. Up, I mean, I was literally told... Like you're weak if you go to therapy, and like not allowed to cry I feel like in front no of your parents. No, there's no, no, no. There's yeah. maybe psychiatrists because they probably just. That's, but that's when you like have a psychotic breakdown. So yeah, that's really, really. That's when you like. That's when you go to psych ward and stuff. Yeah, right. And honestly, that's the sole reason why I'm into psych, because um, I, like, I, I observe, like, I love people watching. I observe mm-hmm. all this stuff mm-hmm. and the patterns of my families. Mm-hmm. That's how I got interested in um, psych. But then it wasn't until like my high school, um, back in Taiwan, where one of my classmates actually took his own life, mm. and the way that my school dealt with it, like mm. they just said it was an accident, and the suicide rate is so high. And I was I was crying like I was bawling my eyes out because I even though I wasn't close to him, it, he was still a person mm. that I interact with. Right. I remember how bright he smiled. I remember he had a really good voice when he mm. sang. And it's that type of, that was the trigger point. Like, that was a turning point of me. Like, I want to do something about this. Like, this is something in our system. Like, I want to change this narrative, right? right? And I think going back to what you guys are saying is, like, therapy is not a concept because a lot of the therapy ideas, they're developed by Europeans. Mm. Like, it's a Western thing. It's a Western thing. And what I'm learning right now in my psych classes and about a lot of my lab and, like, like, research stuff is, like, we're trying to turn that narrative into more culturally sensitive stuff. Like, even for Hispanics, like, Mm -hmm. Latinx people. Yeah. They want, you know, there's, like, um therapists that actually speak spanish that actually understand their um culture mm-hmm. and they they start targeting like the conversations towards their culture mm-hmm. instead of like just here to diagnose you right right mm-hmm. and i think it's the same for asian too it's like how do we help like provide sources mm-hmm. and access to fellow asian americans even young adults or older adults that you know this is an option for you like therapy is not a bad like it's not just a western thing mm-hmm. i think that's that's also like a, a line where it's drawing that um limit is like they think it's so western like you're oh so whitewashed going to therapy like you just talk about your problems mm-hmm. but honestly like it's so much more to that right and if you don't want to go to therapy there's always other ways True. too like you yes know, meditation if you want to go through more eastern ways like you know like taoism values yeah. buddhism values mm-hmm. buddhist buddhism meditation yeah. it's still a way like, therapy doesn't have to be a Western thing. Yeah, and it's not a solution. And it's not a solution. It's a work. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes work, mm-hmm. and it's a work in progress. And I think it's just, you know, putting it out there to the audiences, too, is, like, you know, what is your therapy? Like, has your, you know, stories growing, like, those stories growing up, how has that shaped your psychological development? I know for us, we talked about it a little bit. For me, definitely, I struggle with anxiety now, and I'm working on it. And for Tyler, I don't know if you have, like, you know, any internal struggles, but it's, like, we definitely all have some. I feel like some people just don't like to talk about it. Yeah. And it's they keep fine. it in a lot. And, it's, yeah. and I think it's fine if you don't want to talk about it, but I just feel like maybe talking is not the way. Talking therapy, psychotherapy is not your thing. Maybe through other methods. Is there is other methods. Yeah, there's you definitely. Can that. Yeah, and there's definitely other methods for you to work on yourself, be introspective, and, you know, every day is a constant battle for us to try to be better and if we try to be better ourselves we're putting out projecting less negativity out in the world and maybe you know hopefully one day we change the world Mm. the end yay it's like world war (laughs) done yeah world peace done yeah just go to therapy world peace yeah Yeah. that's it but that's definitely a far stretch but honestly it's kind of like that too it's like you know all the shit that's been going on in our world right like Honestly, it's because I feel like, like in my opinion, it's like we're not introspective enough. Like, no, it's a, it's really a result of like a lack of introspection. Like we introspective. keep projecting our insecurities, mm-hmm. we keep projecting our desires on the world. Like yeah. the system is already rigged, right? We know capitalism is shit. We know like all this stuff that's going on, like the so like the social media that's been the media yeah, that's been manipulating, yeah, and all that. So it's like, how do we? keep ourselves sane you right. know during all this thing that's been going on because we and forget we're like biological beings no we are no. you have to take care of your physical vessel <laughs> yeah. and your soul too mm-hmm. yeah. i talked about how like social media it's yeah. very addicting no it is very addicting it's, yeah. it's designed that way it's designed it? to yeah TikTok. they made it that way the they chinese government that created tiktok guys that's not- yeah. 
Oh my god, we're gonna get banned. Our podcast is gonna get banned. <laughs> a little too much into politics. Yeah, we're gonna get flagged if we post yeah. this. Red flag. No, we're gonna have like Dick the fact checker. <laughs> fact checker on like the post. No, yeah, for real. But yeah, sorry, we're just gonna um wrap it up really quickly. But yeah, kind of just like an open end question to our audience, but also just like, you know, individuals and collectivism is not just two separate things like we talked about. Like you kind of mentioned in the education system, there like there is still individualism within Asian culture. Mm-hmm. It's just how is that expressed? How can we change that narrative a little bit to a healthier approach? You know, like encourage people to speak up. You know, when you don't want something, say no. Encourage people to embrace their vulnerability. I feel like it's a big thing for Asians. Like, mm-hmm. cry if you want to cry. Boys can cry. Girls can cry in front right. of people. Like, it's okay if you feel lost. Like, you don't have to always have a solution because that's how I grew up. My dad always feel like you should have done this. You could have done this. You should have known this. Mm. And I don't know if that's a common thing, but for me, that's how I grew up. And that definitely shaped me. Like, I can't make mistakes. Yeah. I can't be vulnerable. Yeah, I can't. Like, oh, I should have done this. Like, why did Mm -hmm. I make a mistake? I shouldn't. And it's like constant. Yeah, it's a constant beating yourself up, seeing like, oh, like, I'm, like you said, like, you know, your your parents physically literally tell you you suck, but you're so good at school. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you want from us, right? What am I? I know. For me, and luckily, my parents never really did anything about my academics, but it's more just, like, the social aspect. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, like, how can we, you know, now we're aware. Like, having this conversation right now is, like, the first step, right? We're being aware of it, and we're spreading that awareness. We're educating ourselves while educating others. And then hopefully, you know, if we have enough people that actually appreciate this work and are willing to put in the effort to do this work, then we could get, you know, that momentum going. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, whether you're a psych major or not, whether you actually go to therapy or not, it's still something that's worth celebrating for, yes. I feel like. I would like to hear more from you guys. Yes. Yeah. Sarah, leave us a story. Okay. I love that! Put the PR thing over there. Yeah. Oh my god, we should actually make this into a long-term podcast. Yeah. It'll be so fun. It'll be fun. But yeah, that's our first episode. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for coming, for spending the time with me. I feel like this is such a good... I don't know, I love it. I love talking. Yeah. I've just never done anything like this before. But yeah, I hope this was therapeutic for you guys too. Like, it is my our, our own version of therapy, maybe. Yeah. You know, so... But yeah, it's kind of like... You know, let's stop this intergenerational trauma as we go. So Stop. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, we definitely have more to talk about i feel like next time we'll come up with some new topics still revolving around individualism versus collectivism mm-hmm. but I have more stories for you guys yeah we'll have a new guest yeah. next mm-hmm. episode so yeah thank you guys for watching click like comment subscribe i don't know if you're gonna post it on youtube but bye